Hey, this is Matt McCoy, and I'm excited to tell you about AbletonandWorship.com. Are you on the fence about using tracks in worship? Or maybe you've heard other worship leaders talk about Ableton Live, and you've considered maybe why you should implement it at your church. Well, if you're in that place, we actually created a free PDF just for you called Five Reasons to Use Ableton Live in Worship. It also comes with a free essential gear checklist. So the gear checklist will give you everything you need. You can get this free PDF today. Just go to ableton-in-worship.com. Once again, it's ableton-in-worship.com. Gospel is simple. It's Jesus Christ. And if everything centers around him, everything starts and ends with him, then everything else will work out. Hey, what's up? Welcome to the Loop Community Podcast, where we are passionate about providing you with quality and affordable resources to help your band sound great, but most of all, to help you sound like you. My name is Matt McCoy. I'm the founder of Loop Community, and I'm here with my co-host, Derek. How's it going, Derek? It's going great. I do have a question, though. What's that? What do you mean by sound like you? Ah, sound like you. Yeah. It's a good question. That is definitely the heartbeat of Loop Community. I would say that if I were to unpack that, I can think of three things. Okay. One, the whole point of why we started Loop Community and why community is even in the name is we wanted it to be a community of worship leaders sharing their sounds with each other. So there were worship leaders all over the world that were creating tracks and loops for songs that were maybe customized to how they do a song. You know, maybe they did an acoustic version or a gospel version or like a more electronic version of a song. We wanted to provide a place where worship leaders could upload those sounds and share them with other worship leaders. So Sound Like You in that regard is, you know, Loop Community is the sound of the local church. It is, you know, all sorts of different ways of playing songs and yeah, unique sounds and ways of doing a song. And then two, I would say we've always been passionate about teaching worship leaders how to create their own tracks mm-hmm. and how to create their own sounds. So if you want to learn how to produce your own tracks in Ableton Live, you know, we have tons of training. We're always doing training on how do you actually create a track for a song on your own? You know, you don't have to buy a track. Make a track that sounds like you. Do the song how your church sounds like, you know? Mm-hmm. Three, I would say that, you know, Loop Community also, we don't want you to have to feel like you're locked into exactly how a song is arranged, mm-hmm. or you don't have to play along to the master track and do it exactly as it is. It's not like you're just throwing an accompaniment track up with the full mix. We're always creating tools to let you customize tracks and play with tracks instead of tracks controlling you. So for example, our app Prime lets you, you know, you can change the key, change the tempo, you can customize the arrangement, delete a section, delete a chorus, you know, Create a custom arrangement that works for your church. You can, you know, adjust the volumes of the instruments. So if you're missing a bass player, you bring in a bass track. And, you know, instead of just playing with a coming of a track, you're actually taking a track and customizing it to help it fit into what the sound of your church is and how you are as a worship leader. And same thing with Looptimus, the foot controller that we have. You know, it's de- developed so that you can be spontaneous with tracks. You get to control the tracks. And so Sound Like You is just like this passion heart of loop community of like, hey, 
don't just copy and try to sound just like Hillsong. Hillsong's awesome. They sound amazing. But you don't have to feel the pressure to just be exactly like them. Right. That like God did give your church a sound. God gave you as a worship leader a sound that only you can you can do. And so the question is like, okay, well, how do you do that and still have like technology and tracks? And that's what Loop Community is trying to do. Mm-hmm. How do we merge the two? Technology and tracks and letting you sound like you and your sound. So we're trying to do that with all of our products. It's a good question, Derek. Yeah, that's awesome. It's a great answer and great reasoning behind it. And now we have a great interview for you today with Stephen Duncan, the founder of the Worship Coalition. So let's hear Matt's interview with him now. All right, Stephen, thanks for joining the Loop Community Podcast. It's good to have you here, man. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. We got to hang out last week at the National Worship Leader Conference. And uh, you and I have known each other for a while, you know, going back to when you were um, doing publishing with Centricity. I think that's where we first met, right? I think we met at the National Worship Leader Conference in Dallas at the time. Right. And we were just about to release Lauren Daigle to the worship world. Yeah. So we had set up a centric worship booth at the National Worship Leader Conference. And you that was one of the first conferences, I think, that you were going to and you guys yep. were setting up. And so we got to meet you there and hear about Loop Community on the front end of what you were doing. I remember that conference, too, because I remember hearing Lauren Daigle. No one even knew, knew who she was at the time. And I remember hearing her up on stage being like, who is this girl? Like, she played Come Alive, Dry Bones. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is an incredible song. Yeah, Michael Farron was playing piano for her. Of course, he wrote Let It Rain and uh, Say Amen for Finding Favor. And, and it was just the two of them on stage. And that was it. No band, no nothing, just a piano and her just singing her guts out. And I think a lot of people were surprised that day. And that really was kind of the catalyst to the start of her kind of spreading through the church and people knowing about her. How did you guys even find her? So um, just right before I came on Centricity as a publisher, Centricity was doing these indie artist retreats up in Washington State at a studio that they have up there in Retreat Center. And they would fly bands in and they would basically kind of audition them, but also workshop them at the same time and, uh, and develop them to see if they'd be interested in signing them at some point. Right. So Lauren was actually a background vocalist for a band. Unreal. So they fly the band in. The lead singer gets like appendicitis right before they do their showcase. And so lead singer gets shipped off to the hospital for an emergency like appendectomy or something like that. And um, the company is basically like, Centricity was like, hey, um, we flew you all the way out here. Do you guys think that you could work up these songs into Lauren's key just so that we can hear what the songs are like, so we can see her stage presence, the songwriting, the whole, you know, the whole thing. And so they worked them up in Lauren's Key, and by the end of it, Centricity was like, we want her. (laughs) We're going to send you back home, but we want to sign her. Right. Wow. And it's amazing. And what, didn't her album just recently go platinum? Yeah, we just found out, like, you know, back in May that it went platinum, and it's just been a wild ride for her. Number one's all over the place, and of course, she jumped on some really huge tours right away, Chris Tomlin, and... Uh, with Elevation and Bethel. And I mean, she's just been all over the place. So we're really proud of her. 
Um, she's a personal friend and yep. uh, she's just, you know, she was so patient at the beginning of her career. You know, um, the label tried out a lot of different things with her. What do we do if we send her into pop music, secular music, if we put her on as just kind of a TV and film singer? And she was just, she had some dreams. Uh, God had given her some dreams about her singing on stages and singing over hundreds of thousands of people. And she was just patient to see God work that out in her life, which is pretty amazing. Right. Yeah, that's a good good reminder for all of us, right? Just being faithful in what God has you doing right now. and Yeah. I'm preaching that to myself right now. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I want to get into a little bit more of your story in that. But first, I think you told me last time I saw you that you had recently won Publisher of the Year, which is a pretty, that's a pretty awesome, like, honor. Yeah. So um, this was a couple of years ago, and I was the youngest uh, Christian music publisher to win Publisher of the Year at the CSAC Awards. And of course, it was an entire team of people. Right. You know, Steve Rice was my boss at the time. Um, it was him and me, and then Wisdom Moon, who's over at Integrity now, yeah. but he was doing uh, All About Worship at the time. The, all, all three of us at the same time were working uh, together, and wow. And that team had only been together. Uh, Steve Rice had only been there for four years. I had been there for two, uh, and Wisdom had only been on for like six months at the time. We were just rocking and rolling and having a yeah. great time. We were just trying to champion artists, you know, right. and writers. That was our thing. We weren't trying to we weren't trying to make a catalog for our publishing company. We weren't trying to I mean, that was part yeah. of the job description, but the way we focused on it was just really just giving crazy amazing opportunities for our writers and our artists. And they yep. kind of rose to the challenge and they delivered every single time. So it's really, wow. you know, it was really them writing the songs. It was just us putting them in the right rooms at the right time. Right. Yeah, it's important to have people around you who can help champion what you're doing. And and I know that you've taken some, you know, risks and some different steps. You know, you're not doing publishing music right now, or maybe you are, but you're, you know, you're kind of taking a new journey. Tell us a little bit about that. Like, what is, uh, what's the Worship Coalition and what's the journey that kind of started that? Yeah, so crazy enough, we had kind of a vision that God had given us to step out of the music industry and still work alongside the industry, but step more into the church. And God put us in relationship with a ton of pastors who at the time were really burnt out. And so we were trying to figure out how do we help them? How do we step alongside them? Because God put us in relationship with 20 or 30 pastors who were calling us going, I'm ready to put my resignation in. And we're going, but you're the godliest people that we know. You're the ones that are actually following Jesus. What is going on? Yeah, right. And the biggest thing was that these people wanted, um, they wanted accountability. They wanted to be known. They wanted their struggles to be known, but they didn't want it to leak out to the church and disqualify them from continuing to lead out front. So we just started it because God, yeah. God said, go and go be what they need. And, that's what yeah. ended up happening. That's where the Worship Coalition kind of started. It's crazy to think about the number of pastors who are, yeah, maybe struggling with, you know, depression or loneliness or, uh, you know, struggling with something, but they feel like they can't be real and honest, or they're just totally burned out. Why do you think churches aren't giving their pastors uh, space and freedom to <laughs> get healing, get, you know, a break, get counseling even, or... Well, I think it's a, a few different things. You know, I don't want to come down on the, on the church and list all the things that are wrong, but I think there's this right. performance mentality and we can do better next week, you know? And so there's, you know, weekly planning meetings and things like that going in every Sunday. 
that's like, how do we correct this thing from last week and how do we do better this week? And there's not really a, an opportunity to take a breather in that type of environment. The church, you know, really needs to take a shift and look at that and go, you know, we need to put Jesus at the center of this, not performance, not numbers, not, you know, lights and fog and all this other stuff. We need to put Jesus at the center of it. I think the other thing is just the the country that we live in, you know, America, seven days a week, you know, job. And yep. You go until you have enough money to take a year off, you know? Right. Build, build, build. And then just crash and then just throw your hands up and just go, I'm done. And um, unfortunately, that's kind of what we've grown up in, the seven-day-a-week work week. And so I think, you know, people are starting to realize that there's a problem. But, you know, I find that one out of every four pastors comes to me. And there's probably two more out of those four that won't even ask for help. They don't even know that they're up against the wall, you know? So you're saying that some leaders and pastors maybe don't even know that they're burned out and exhausted. Yeah, I think because of the performance mind for Sunday and just how hard they're being worked um, between, you know, 40, 60 hour weeks in ministry or also having a full-time job outside of ministry and then trying to take care of their family. They're just their eyes are always on the future rather than the now. And so what ends up happening is they get to a point where they break down and say something has to give. But until that point, they don't really recognize that they're slowly walking down a path that is destructive to them. But also, you know, um, leaders pour into other people and they're planting that seed of burnout in those people too um, if they are burnout themselves. And so whatever is coming out of their hearts is going into the next person. And so we find it's really important to have that conversation and just check yep. people and have relationship with pastors and go, you know what? We care about you. This is not about some business. This is about your life. This is about your family and your ministry. How can we help you and have a conversation that way? Wow. That's awesome. So the worship coalition then comes into a church has these discussions, these meetings, just open, honest conversations. Are there any warning signs you're kind of looking for? Kind of how a dashboard has warning lights when, hey, check engine, change your oil. Are there any sort of warning signs that are kind of like, hey, we need to do some work here? Yeah, I think um, there are a couple of things. Again, we'll come in on a Sunday and we'll watch and we'll see, is it performance-based? Again, you know, I'm kind of sound like a broken record now, but, you know, is it based on lights and transitions and things like that? Those are all important to support an environment, but are those the forefront or is the gospel really the forefront? We'll also look at relationships. We'll ask leaders, are you spending time with each other outside of this church? So are you praying for each other? It's just really simple questions. When you get focused on, you know, the rat race of uh, ministry sometimes, what ends up happening is we end up forgetting about relationships and how really relationships help keep us accountable uh, to our walk with Christ, keep us healthy. Um, you know, it says confess our sins to one another and you'll be healed. Relationships are so important. And so when we lose out on relationships to busyness, that's when we start to find uh, that these warning signs start to pop up. And then we just ask about, you know, when was the last time you had a vacation? When was the last time you had a Sunday off? Yep. And 10 or 12 weeks since your last Sunday off, chances are you're running at too fast of a pace 
community to slow down and reevaluate and see yep. what's going on. So you guys help identify these issues, and then does the Worship Coalition do anything to help, you know, figure out vacations or counseling or sabbatical? Or what, what are some of the things that you guys implement to actually help cure these things? <laughs> yeah, so there's a couple of things. One, we come in, obviously cause this conversation to happen, but then we also help create a health and unity plan for leadership at churches. So we're coming in personally and crafting personalized plan that they can walk through to make sure that they're following that. Number two, you know, we're doing one-on-one coaching with pastors, with worship pastors specifically, and we're in relationship with them. So if they are in a situation where they're not getting that type of accountability from their leadership, or they just want more, they want somebody who understands the worship side, we actually become in relationship with them and walk that through with them. And then, you know, uh, the last thing is, we haven't gotten quite there uh, yet with the Worship Coalition. But our next step is that we will be sending pastors on sabbatical. We'll be, we'll be paying for all their travel, their families' travel. We'll be hooking them up with Christian counselors to meet them at, the, at a retreat center when they get there. And we're going to give them a week's vacation, but that's intentional about um, restoration and also about making that the next season of their life is healthy and has a great foundation to it rather than just coming back at it with the same you know perspective we want them to come back into their life with a different and healthy and fresh right yeah that's awesome that's important so is this for senior pastors or for worship pastors our organization is really set up for worship pastors, but we've been in relationship with a lot of senior pastors. And so on the coaching side, it's really just for worship pastors. But on the sabbatical side, that really is for any leader in any church or even there are business owners out there that go, you know what, I want to implement health and unity in my business. Then we're there for that too. But we try to narrow our focus to worship uh, specifically so we can make a great impact on that area first. That's great. And then you guys also have some music that you're doing. Yeah, so we're good friends with Scott Cash and Ed Cash. Scott is actually one of our board of directors for our nonprofit, the Worship Coalition. And so he produced eight songs for us. Of course, he produced Chris Tomlin, he produces uh, Passion Records, David Crowder, all of that. And so we were super excited that he wanted to work with us. We really wanted to work with him. This record is really about freedom in the church. There's a lot of things that hold us back or seemingly hold us back from freedom. Um, But it's for freedom that Christ set us free. And so these songs really center us back on Christ as the center of the entire, you know, reason that we're here. And to glorify him, but it also talks through some tough stuff. You know, we have a song called Good that says God's good, even in the midst of all of our junk and our trials, he never changes. And so it's really just trying to get our hearts in a posture of going, yes, I might be going through the ringer right now, but God never changes. And if I keep my eyes focused on him and my heart in a posture of bowing to him in worship, then he will dictate what the outcome of my situation will be. Right. That's awesome, man. I've been liking the uh, the first song on the album too, Dangerous Love. Yeah. So, yeah, I wrote that out of a dream. Basically, God woke me up in the middle of the night and he gave me um, this idea for this song. And our church was going through a sermon series called Dangerous Prayers. 
And so what ended up happening was I asked God, I go, you know, how are you going to answer these dangerous prayers? And his answer to me was with my dangerous love. And of course, we didn't know at the time that reckless love was being written. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, um, so, but that even finds it, that's even cooler to me that God was speaking similar things to yeah. worship pastors across the country from each other. I feel like that happens a lot. Oh, yeah. I'm trying to think of a good example, but I, I heard one recently that I was like, oh, it's funny that like so many worship songs use that now. One example, maybe this was like a year ago, it seems like a ton of songs were using like, like a fire, like a flood kind of lyrics. Yeah. Like using yeah. fire and flood together. Um, oh, yeah. You'll see a good set of songs be released for a year or two that have the same thing. And some people are, you know, trying to catch on to the language that's being used already. Yeah. But for the most part, the inspiration is coming from the same place. I mean, we're all reading the same book. Yeah, right. <laughs> we're all praying to the same God, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> and so what ends up happening is, you know, those ideas are coming from the same God is inspiring all of this. And yeah, we've just talked about, you know, this is the kind of God that goes into prisons and frees people, even though they're behind bars. You know, this is the kind of God that runs straight into the middle of wars. That's what our bridge even says. You know, you run straight into war. Your love is so relentless because it's us, our hearts you're fighting for, you know? Yep. And a school ministry director at the time that I wrote that song, and one of the guys that was in my school had been in prison for years and years and years and years. And God found him in the middle of prison when he was, you know, one of the worst guys you've ever met. Got a hold of his heart, transformed his heart. And I'll never forget this. His name is Mike Hoss. He said, even though I was behind bars, I was freer than most people who were out of prison. Wow. I just, it just wrecked me. And so I said, what kind of God do we serve that goes in the middle of somebody's just mess? And just goes, I'm going to love you anyway. Mm -hmm. It's not dangerous for him. It's dangerous for the person who resists it. Yeah. Wow. That's incredible, man. It's a great song. It's honestly a great album. So check it out. Yeah. You can do it Spotify or, you know, if you go to worshipcode.com and sign up to get our emails, uh, then that welcome email will give you the record for free so that you can just have it. We're not trying to make money off of this record. God told us to give this away for free as a resource to the church. And so if you just sign up for our email list, you'll be able to have it for free. Wow, that's awesome. So yeah, if people want to get involved with the Worship Coalition, where, where do they go? How do they get a hold of you? And Yeah, you just go to the Worship Co, the worshipco.com, and uh, there they'll be able to check out who we are, what we're doing. They'll be able to read up about our mission. Um, and just some of the things that um, they can easily interact with us on coaching, team trainings, these sabbaticals, things like that. Um, so they'll be able to find everything that they need to know there or on our Facebook page. Wow, that's awesome. So as we go, is there any sort of like parting advice or parting wisdom you would give to a worship leader who maybe is really feeling uh, overwhelmed right now or exhausted or maybe burned out, maybe even questioning their calling and whether they even need to keep going? Or if they're asking that question, they're in a good place. Hmm. They're actually conscious of the fact of being intentional about their life and their ministry. And so I would encourage them, take a step back, take a breath, and know that God is in control and, you know, if we continue to put things in our own hands and try to wrestle with it, we live and die by the things that we clutch on. But if we just open our hands and we just steward whatever God passes through our hands, then 
we will be in the right place at the right time and we'll always have God's power living in us, moving in a situation. So I would just say, open up your fists and just let things pass through your hands rather than clutch onto the things that are in front of you. And I, I believe that you'll have rest. And uh, the other thing is just this. I'm trying to tell everybody this. This is like, I'm on a war path to make sure that people know this right now. The gospel is simple. When things get complicated, you're not portraying the true gospel. The gospel is simple. It's Jesus Christ. And if everything centers around him, everything starts and ends with him, then you know what? Everything else will work out. Scripture says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these other things will be added unto you. All other things are what's on your calendar right now. You know, what you're struggling with, your finances, your marriage, your kids, all of that will be added unto you if you make Jesus the priority and the first in your life. You don't have to worry about everything else. And I know it's easier said than done, but it's true. It's true in my life, and it's true to anybody that I've seen come out on the other side of any type of struggle or burnout. They just go, you know what? It was a lot simpler than I thought it was. And if I just keep focused on that and I make margin for that in my life, I block out that time in my calendar, everything else seems to work itself out. Wow. That's great, man. Stephen, I'm really thankful for you and for your friendship and for what you're doing to invest in the hearts of worship leaders and um, also just for modeling the example of having your fists open, your hands open. Um, I know that's something that I'm actually really passionate about as well with Loop Community, and it's you know something that you have to exercise, you have to, you have to practice. And I feel like when you have your hands wide open, you really end up seeing God's blessings even more. And I feel like uh, our natural instinct is to hold on tightly to things instead of having our hands open. And I think this is a really good encouragement for worship leaders and leaders to do that. If you're a worship leader listening to this, I highly encourage you to check out Worship Co. for sure. Man, thank you for this opportunity. I really appreciate it. You know, you guys are doing a great thing too. Thanks, man. It means a lot. Steven, always good connecting with you. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Matt. I really appreciate it. Hey, community. Our featured producer this month is Matt Crossman. Matt works at the Woodlands Church in Bristol, UK. He likes to produce a lot of EDM-inspired music, which can be heard in his LC tracks. Matt's tracks include Reckless Love by Corey Asbury, Lion and the Lamb by Bethel, and many more. Let's hear from him now. Hey guys, I'm Matt Crossman from Bristol in the UK. I've been part of the Woodlands Group of Churches here in Bristol since 2000, leading worship there, and lately I've been co-worship pastor at our latest church plant with my wife, Annie. I started using Ableton in 2011, trying to bring some fresh sounds into our worship music, especially for our Christmas services. And our heart here is for the music that we make to break down walls to the people that we're trying to reach. I've been selling tracks on LC since 2013, and the site's given me uh, an amazing opportunity to be creative with worship music and to share that with the world. It's just incredible to think of something that I crafted in my time off, getting used and enjoyed in different churches and different countries. I love LC because it places such a high value on sounding like you. I am LC. Thanks, Matt. Now let's hear his track, Living Hope, by Phil Wickham.
This is Community Talk. All right, that was an awesome interview. What did you think of that, Derek? That Lauren Daigle story at the beginning was so interesting. I know, can you believe that? Discovered because her lead singer got appendicitis. I know. And what happened to the lead singer? I don't know. But that's an awesome story. It is a cool story. Yeah. And it's something you could never predict. Right, exactly. If you were in her shoes. Yeah, she had no clue. Right. She probably thought they were going to just get canceled instead. Right. So that's awesome. And it just goes to show what you guys talked about is being content and patient in wherever you are. Right. In wherever God's put you, that's where you're supposed to be right now. Right. And you never know when your lead singer will get appendicitis or you'll get a new <laughs> job or totally. um, something that you've been working on for a long time can start to develop. Totally. And it always does work out. Yeah. It's interesting because like you just don't know. Right. And so what you do know is what you have today. Yeah. You know, I think of that verse in Matthew where it's like, don't worry about tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow has enough worries about itself. You know, like don't worry about what you're going to eat or drink or i'm trying to remember what the whole verse is i should have right. here to read it but you know like god will take care of you yeah and you know all we do know is yeah what is it that god has on your plate for today like what's the job you've got what church are you at what staff are you on you know who's your boss who are your friends where do you live all these things we just can't worry about that right and just whatever it is we have today you know you wake up and you do the best that you can yeah you know at what you have and i feel like god will open up doors you know, to lead you to whatever's next. And and it always does work out. When I think back yeah. through my life, I think, wow, like there's so much time I've probably wasted like worrying mm-hmm. about what's next or trying to like climb to the next thing when it's just maybe not time. Right. And uh, it always ends up, yeah, working out in God's timing. Exactly. And God's that's what's timing. important. Yeah. It's definitely something as worship leaders or not worship leaders, everybody goes through that. And he said, just taking a step back and trusting God and relaxing yep. and knowing that maybe it's okay to take a week vacation and yep. not be so into everything that you can't even take a right. break for a week Right, um, can just help you realize that it's all going to be okay. Totally. And I think too, and we've talked about this before on the podcast for sure, is that when those opportunities do open up for you and you do become then the lead singer or whatever, mm-hmm. whatever that means in your field, to remember what it was like when you were waiting for that right. so that you then can be the person that like helps give opportunities to people who are waiting. Yeah. Like we can't take it and then hoard it. Right. And kind of defend our own hill. We've talked about that a lot of times. Yeah. And I think it's because I've seen that in churches where like, sure. you know, worship leaders who, you know, maybe you're a worship leader for, you know, the children's ministry or the, the youth group and like you want to lead worship for adults. And I'm not saying that that's even a lower tier because actually I think that leading worship for students is an amazing right. thing and so, so important. Shoot, I actually kind of like leading worship more for students than yeah. I do adults. They're so much more moldable yeah. and adults are more like cement just because they've been around longer. But, you know, you're leading worship for students. You're like, oh, I can't wait to like lead for worship for adults. And then I've seen so many times that like, you know, the door then opens up for that worship leader to lead worship for adults. And then they hold on to that position and that hill so hard that they don't let anybody else in. Hmm. And they kind of forget that actually now there's someone else who's leading for students who probably also wants an opportunity. Right. We have to hold this stuff with open hands. Yeah. And remember that we didn't even give ourselves that position. God gave us that position. It's not even ours to hold on to. Totally. So that's good, man. What else stuck out to you? Yeah. The thing right at the end, you asked him if he had one more thing and then he threw out maybe the best part of the interview to me. (laughs) He said, the gospel is simple. And so when things get really complicated, 
yeah. and overwhelming and exhausting and you don't know what's next, it's probably because you're not trusting the gospel and you're not trusting that Jesus saved you. You're going to spend eternity with him and he has control over everything. And wow. if we believe that and can just focus on that, then everything that's complicated and stressful becomes so much more simple and just so much, there's less weight on our shoulders right. about everything. Right. Just this summer, I was reading a book called Everybody Always by Bob Goff. I've heard of it. I haven't read it. It's an incredible book. He actually wrote a book called Love Does, which was a huge book. And then his recent one is Everybody Always. And he actually says that. He says Christians can over like complicate things so much when the gospel is so simple. Mm-hmm. And he's like, we don't need to call everything we do ministry anymore. Just call it just call it Tuesday. And what he means is, is like, we don't have to just keep saying like, oh yeah, this is ministry, this is ministry. It's like, well, no, just it's Tuesday, it's today. Yeah. Like the way that you live your life and loving people and serving people like that, <laughs> it's just a lot more simple than I feel like we make it. Yeah, We can make awesome. it so complicated. We actually need to get Bob Goff on this podcast. That'd be awesome. That would be really cool. But yeah, no, that was a really really good. I very much enjoyed my conversation with Steven. And yeah, he's awesome. He came by to the office this summer too and oh yeah. got to say hi to him and great to hear about what the Worship Coalition's doing and yeah. um, they just came out with their new album, Enough for oh, Me. Yeah, so you great. can check that out. Yeah. Stems for it are on Loop Community. Totally. So There's some really good songs on there. It's also really cool. I love what they're doing too about supporting pastors with sabbatical time. Yes. You know, a lot of mega churches who have a lot of money, right? <laughs> they can afford to send their pastors on sabbatical, but there's a lot of churches. Most churches are not mega churches and don't right. have any money. So they can't even afford to not have their pastor around for a week, you know? Yeah. A week, two weeks. Yeah. So, um, you know, let alone a month or two. Mm-hmm. So sabbatical is usually like out of the question. And so I think it's really cool that they're providing a way for these smaller churches and probably even larger churches too, yeah. but a, a way for these pastors to get a break to protect them from burnout. And it's really cool what they're doing. So yeah. Check out theworshipcoalition.com for sure. Check out Bob Goff's book, Everybody Always. You'll definitely like that. And make sure you check out these Nike, what are these shoes? The SB Checks SB that we're checks. both wearing. Derek and I are wearing the exact same <laughs> shoes right now. I bought them first, throwing it out there. Yeah, Derek did buy them first. (laughs) And I had a pair of shoes that were so uncomfortable. And Derek won me over on these. And they're good. So good call. This this (laughs) podcast was sponsored by Nike. (laughs) One day. And the Worship Coalition. Love it. Thanks, Thanks as always for listening and for being a part of the community. We could not do what we do without you. We do this for you guys. So... For sure. If there's any questions you guys have at all, any suggestions, we'd love to hear your feedback. Um, we love hearing from our listeners. Just send us an email to podcast at loopcommunity.com. If you have any suggestions on interviews or topics, things you want to hear, you are valued. And we're glad you're part of this community. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the Loop Community Podcast. Want to listen to episodes right when they release? Hit subscribe. <laughs>